Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Garbuga. Number one Malmcrock stand, Cullen Ashley. Emilio Diaz. All right. Today, we're just going to talk about a couple of uh, new-ish releases, new U.S. releases. Uh, Malmcrog, which was at uh, the Encounters section of Berlin in uh, 2020. Uh, which is on Mubi right now, and then uh, About Endlessness, the Roy Anderson film from uh, 2019 Venice competition, which uh, is coming out today on VOD. Uh, And to talk about those two films, we are joined by TV writer Eva Anderson. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, maybe I'll start off with a little bit of uh, context about these two filmmakers. Uh, Roy Anderson. Uh, I'll say the thing they have in common is I think they both have kind of... They started off uh, kind of doing a thing and then reached a point in their career where they very much found a style and stuck to it. Uh, Roy Anderson, he had... Uh, a couple of movies in the 70s, uh, the first of which, A Swedish Love Story, uh, was pretty successful, and then Gilliap was his follow-up to that, and that was, like, a disaster uh, financially. Uh, And he took the kind of Terrence Malick-esque break, except instead of being paid to just think about making The Tree of Life, he just shot a bunch of commercials. Uh, And then he came back... Uh, in 2000 with songs from the second floor at which point he kind of just emerged as this guy who makes these they're basically sketch movies uh, yeah. with these uh, you know they're all, all his re- his four most recent movies uh, they all are just a series of tableaus which are just want a shot and then something happens and then he moves on to another shot and a different thing happens uh and then christy puyu uh the romanian director kind of the progenitor of the uh the romanian new wave uh stuff and dough was his first film uh in 2001 and then uh, The Death of Mr. Lazarescu is probably his most famous film, his second film. Uh, and that, that was in 2005. And then since then, he also is kind of similarly found a very specific style where with his last two movies at least, uh, Sierra Nevada and then Malmkrog, this new one, uh, they're set in a single location with very long shots with a lot of kind of pans following different people. Uh, though content-wise, those are two pretty different movies. Sierra Nevada's like a kind of family drama and Malmkrog is a 
uh, very basically a, it, it is an adaptation of a work of philosophy, uh, which very much feels like that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think we're gonna start off talking about uh, about endlessness. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw this movie at the Toronto Film Festival uh, shortly after its Venice premiere. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I like Anderson a lot. Uh, I had seen. I think just you the living and uh pigeon sat on a branch which pigeon sat on a branch reflecting on his existence uh his previous movie had won the golden lion at venice the top prize and then i think uh about endlessness uh won best director uh and i think it has generally been seen as like not necessarily a step down, but definitely lower key, because, like, his previous three movies are, like, very much a trilogy, and I think people saw this as maybe sort of a coda to the trilogy, though it sounds like, I think he gave an introduction to the film where he was just like, I'm just gonna do another movie like this, I've started working on it already. Uh, but yeah, I mean, plot-wise, there's, there's nothing to say about it, it doesn't right, really yeah. have a plot. Uh, yeah, like, there's a couple of, I guess the main, like, running thing that goes throughout the film a few t uh, uh, the character that shows up a few times is this, uh, priest who has lost his faith, uh, who you first see him having a dream where he's being forced to drag a cross, and then he wakes up and is freaked out, and then, uh, like, you see him uh, with a psychiatrist uh, being like, I've lost my faith. Uh, you see him drinking a bunch of wine uh, back at church. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's just, like, a bunch of other things that happened. I don't know. Yeah. Does anyone have any particular, like, uh, scenes that stuck out to them? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, uh, the one that I... Because, like... Anderson, I've not seen much from. I've only seen um, Song from the Second Floor, which I believe that's the first one in the trilogy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw that one, I think, like, two years ago. Um, and his style is one that I do like a lot because he just, you know, like you say, it's just these tableaus. And he does, like, it's like, this is, like, a, like, interesting, just, like, static shot with, like, a lot going on. It's, like, very painterly. Um, and, uh, like, I think the one... Uh, we were talking a little bit before about some of the scenes that are in this one and about endlessness. And the one that I remember liking a lot is, um, I mean, the one with him dragging the cross is like really uh, striking. And then the one um, where the, the, this like the, the big, I guess it's like the poster is like the two people sort of like embracing as they're like floating through the clouds. Um, and then the one of the, uh, like, the girls outside, like, the cafe or whatever, um, like, just dancing is, like, really uh, interesting. He's, like, it's just a weird sort of vibe for his movies because it's just, like, okay, <laughs> now what's this one going to be like? You're just sort of waiting for it. Um, so I saw Songs for the Second Floor when it came out uh, at the silent movie theater that was, uh, which has been since been canceled for, um, the owner being a, a bad 
um, okay. and closed. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it was open, um, I went with my fiance. We like to go to movies like in theaters, especially more difficult mm-hmm. movies. And um, and I like go to a lot of art film, and I also go to a lot of like experimental theater. I I'm generally like mm-hmm. pretty patient. I did like the eight hour Kings of War or like four or five hour Kings of War at BAM that was in Dutch with subtitles and stuff like that. Sure. But um, about like an hour into Songs from the Second Floor, I my my whole body uh, started to shut down. I started not being able to breathe. Uh, and I had to go and sit quietly in the bathroom uh, just because I was having such like a physical reaction to the movie. I went back in. I had to leave again. Wow. And I didn't, I couldn't even watch the end of the movie because I hated it so much. <laughs> and then, and I, and I talked to, to my fiance, John, about this because he was like, that was, you, what's wrong with like, why did you do, it's not even that long, but there's just something about it. And I was trying to explain it to like film friends, like film critic friends of mine. And I couldn't, I just like hated it yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what Kyle was kind of interested in watching this. Cause I hadn't gone okay. back to Ray Anderson, mm-hmm. but like, even like since then I've gotten really into, there's this, um, Scandinavian animator that has a cartoon on a, a, a claymation on a, on criterion, which is called, um, uh, the burden. I don't know if you guys have seen yes. that. It's I just like, watched it recently for the first time. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Like I've watched it like yeah. hundreds of times. And John was like, so you can watch, like, if it's a fish in a hotel, you're fine with it. But if it's Roy Anderson, like, you have to leave. That's and I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, so maybe I was wrong. So then I, I got the link. I watched this. And I think now my opinion is, like, clearer that I, I hated this more. <laughs> and I think I hate okay. him. Like, I think I hate sure. the man. Yeah. yeah. Especially once I Googled him and I was like, he looks just like every single character in his movies. Like he is a, <laughs> he is a character out of his own movie. Mm-hmm. I actually screamed at the screen when I realized that we were on the final scene. I like okay. yelled, I yelled like, fuck you. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the, and then when the credits came up, I re- yelled, oh, come on. I got so mad. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with about endlessness really and Ray Anderson. Yeah. I did like look more into him and like I guess there's a whole documentary about how he how he had a breakdown making this movie and was forced into rehab and stuff. And so I was like, okay, well he wasn't having a good time making it. Um, and I had some empathy for him, but I do hate him. I think that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. I did think that. The scene where the guy was crying outside the psychiatrist's office and just kept doing it was very funny and it made me laugh. That was that was comic. Yeah, yeah. That was like like, truly funny. That guy was was funny, but yeah, a couple of them like are funny and then like some of them are just like, well, that was a series of events like that you depicted. Like, good job on you. I feel like like I like the the the, one of the ones that really sticks out to me for some reason, maybe just because it has like more of like a character to ha- latch onto than some of the other ones is the dentist one where it's like the dentist, like the dentist is like trying to work on this guy's mouth. The guy keep like, as soon as he starts like drilling or whatever, the guy like goes like, ah, and yeah, then he, he's like it happens. Needles, so he yeah. Do the local anesthesia. Right. 
and it happens like three times and then the dentist <laughs> just like walks away and yeah, and, that, the, that and the nurse is like he's he's in a bad mood today uh to the patient and like that's it like that's all you get but like that was like a funny little like character moment of like yeah, yeah, I guess, like, if I was a dentist at the end of my rope, like, maybe I would, like, try three times and then be like, well, there's nothing else I can do here, and then walk away or whatever. I think it's um, just the complete static shot every single yeah. time is something that's, mm-hmm. like, I guess I would look at that photo in a, hanging in a museum and enjoy it. Yeah. There's something right. that's cool about the patterns mm-hmm. and the that's, yeah, design. I, that but, was a, yeah, that was I, another but, note I took was that it would be more, like... It would make more sense as like an art installation or something at a museum where you would like walk in and see a couple of the scenes and then sure. maybe I would love that. I would eat that up, but also I wouldn't be I wouldn't <laughs> feel trapped. There's a feeling of being mm-hmm. trapped by this man that <laughs> sure. these movies just put like I feel like I'm his hostage and I yeah. can't leave mm-hmm. until he decides the scene is over and it's always <laughs> longer than I want. Uh, yeah. It's really funny. I mean his movies are like seventy minutes long. It's like, oh yeah, I, it's very funny to be like oppressed. <laughs> it's just like I get it, but like it's just funny to be like, because like I think when I watched Songs from the Second Floor, I was like trying to catch up to watch Pigeon, because uh, I was like, everyone likes these movies, I should give them a try. And I was like, they're like, it's like seventy minutes long each. This is gonna be a breeze. And I watched the first one. I was like, I don't, I gotta just like wait. Like uh, that's a that's a lot of movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's I think it was different too. Like watching a screener I could watch the minutes click down mm-hmm. and I was like okay I only have like maybe right. eight more of these tableaus but <laughs> when I was at the silent movie theater I had no idea is this movie like a hundred years long or is it like one more minute of movie I had no way right. of knowing yeah and that's I think when panics just started to like and right. just cut, like wash over me is this what my life is now? Is watching I live these here tableaus? Now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. uh, my name's Anderson. Is he my? Is he me? Am I yes. him? <laughs> yeah, oh, the boy. movie that I've had uh, closest to that reaction to is a movie that maybe kind of takes the thing even further. Is uh, Abbas Kiarostami's last movie, uh, Twenty Four Frames, which. I mean, his movies are mostly, like, fairly dynamic and have characters and they're mm-hmm. weird, but uh, but then his last movie is just... And he, I think he made other more kind of experimental things, but his last movie is just... He took 24 photographs and then he just, like, animated what he imagined was happening before or after the picture was taken. But it's all just, like maybe there's one person or a lot of them are just like animals and it is i guess it helped to be able to count like i know there's 24 of these so <laughs> a little countdown in the corner yeah. of like there how many more you have yeah. to so that's go. like there's this um we talked about the cook the thief uh his wife and her lover which is a peter greenway movie and he did this movie called the falls that's like an experimental movie where it's like these weird uh like there's like a bird sort of uh pandemic type thing like that everyone's like that had all these reactions i'm like doing a poor job describing it but the way it's like structured is it's like literally three hours long and it's uh it'll pop up like a person's name and like this number so you just have to like you're just sitting through all of them and it's like all right here's number 75 of like (laughs) these 92 case study files that we're getting and you're just like okay like uh, let's get to the end of this one. But that one is, like, truly so boring. But I just, I think I just am <laughs> out on Greenway. 
I yeah, I like some Greenaway. I mean, I like Pillow Book. I mean, he can be okay. he can be a lot of fun. That's like a Ewan McGregor one he did in the nineties. It's right. very sexy. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll say it's interesting that I described it as sort of being a sketch movie because it's like <laughs> if if you worked in sketch at all, it's like if the sketches only had one game move, mm -hmm. and yet they still lasted for three minutes. Uh, it's just, they just hit one, this is what the idea is, but there's no, like, escalation, there's right. no, like, what else might be true about this, it's just kind of hitting the thing. Yeah, it's uh, like a it's like a first page that you bring in on uh, Sketch 101, you, like, hand these right. out, and you're like, please, uh, please do something with this. And if the person just like, just went dot, dot, dot and brought back the first page and was like, here it is, et cetera. Yeah. It's like, oh but, no, you didn't decide, you didn't do the assignment at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like some of them, some of them, there will be like something like there was one that like, there's one right around the middle where it's, it seems, I guess it's this guy and his wife where like, she's shopping at this fish market and he just shows up and gets really mad, and you have no idea what she did. And I was like, "Oh, I don't like this." But then halfway through, I realized there was this giant, ugly fish in the <laughs> foreground, and I just started staring at the fish and laughing, even though the it, it, maybe my least favorite of the like, just because like uh, this just feels like uh, kind of needless violence against women for truly no reason. Uh, but yeah, the fish I found very funny. And yeah, it is just like, you gotta find the thing that's just gonna like get you through <laughs> the length of the the thing. Yeah. I will and say I, Hitler showing up was like yes. the equivalent uh -huh. of the third beat is in, is Hitler. <laughs> right. Like the fight, right. you just, you've suddenly heightened all the way to space or Hitler. Yeah. I literally wrote down on my notes, is that Hitler? Like, what's going on? Like, that's, like, not something that I was expecting to happen in that movie, certainly. Yeah, that's that's maybe what sets it apart from the films in the trilogy, is that those, those mostly, largely, with maybe a few exceptions, seem to be, like, set in a single town, and they're, like, pretty... They stay pretty low-key and uh, and yeah this one is like no nah, there's gonna be one where like people are flying or <laughs> hitler shows up or whatever uh, i mean it definitely takes it makes more moves maybe and yeah the ending of pigeon is like very it has oh, like a lot there's like right. a lot of stuff because pigeon the, is the other yes, one I've the seen. ending of pigeon has there's that like, very like three straight upsetting bits that are like bit. maybe the most like they're the most like about something parts of any movie he's made as far as I can tell because I've only seen these last two that I really enjoyed and why I probably think Pigeon is like a little better than this one but I don't know it's like his movies feel very like this is a bad way to describe them because this word usually has another connotation and description but they feel very tired but I just mean that like everybody within them feels very tired it's like oh yeah it's like everybody participating in them feels like they're just like oh. yeah Everyone has, like, enormous oh. dark circles, like, oh, ar yes. around their eyes. And, like, mm -hmm. they all have, like, super dark lips. And I, like, very early on was like, is everyone secretly a vampire? Is, like, that what this is about? 
or whatever. And I messaged that to the group, and Amelia was like, "No, this is just set in Sweden. Like that's like what it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I it's mean, like he's certainly I say playing that, it up. I say that to say that I. That's why I sort of vibe with them. They're just sort of like about people being like, oh, "I guess I need to fucking walk." I need to like talk. <laughs> <myself. laughs> so I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm sort of on its wavelength more than other people, but it's just like, Maybe, yeah. but it, yeah, it's like, I, it's a movie that I also watched like in Toronto two years ago, so I have like a hard time picking out specifics from it, except for like people flying and like Hitler or whatever. But just like <laughs> that vibe of his movies always stuck with me, and also like the weird way he makes his movies also stuck with me. Maybe more right, than right he he takes a very long time to make them i think like yeah. i think he basically this one came out in 2019 and i think he basically started making it right after pigeon set on a branch came out which was in 2014 i believe yeah, yeah. uh so it, yeah they like they all take five years to make yeah, for, yeah like, like when for he, like people who might not be familiar with like his, haven't watched his movies or like aren't familiar with how he makes them it's basically he's like he like owns a bit he like owns a studio in sweden and then he just like has like one room where he just like paints the background different and puts some sets in it and then brings the actors in and that's where the entire movie is shot it's just like that one room and every time they need to change the back the scene they change the background and that's why they're mostly static shots and that's like the how that's why they have this sort of like painterly look in the background that's why everybody's made up so weird and it's just like it's a very striking way to make m like very boring movies in a way that <laughs> i sort of appreciate like it's, li it's like maximum effort placed towards minimum effort in a way that i d identify with it feels like yeah. depression like the movie feels yeah. like it has the feeling of like anhedonia like the leveling off mm -hmm. of all feelings like a guy whose car stops is exactly the same as a guy who slit his daughter's throat uh yeah. and like it's right. all it, yes. delivered it's all gets the same treatment and it seems mm -hmm. like if he was super depressed making this one it's like it's all the same like it's just like one big mush pot of human yeah. experience and none of it's very good and uh you know Except someone being the, late the to pick you up is must be how Hitler felt. <laughs> yeah, yep. none of it's very good except for the one guy who is like, "Ah, isn't it wonderful to be alive?" And everyone's like, "I guess, buddy," <laughs> even though it's yeah. Christmas. Yeah, he was uh, great. Yeah, that's is that maybe the second to last scene? It's close I to thought the that end. Was, yeah. That was where I thought it was gonna end, and then he just does a few more, which I kind of yeah. respect and like. Doesn't have to have a big ending. I. It is, I agree with what Amelia is saying, is it is, I am kind of just watching these movies and just like, oh yeah, this is kind of just how I feel all the time. <laughs> I can just sit there and watch that for, because yeah. you know, yeah. my real life has actual stakes. I can just watch this and be kind of detached and um, admire it artistically yeah. for yeah. 70 minutes. It, they're yeah. very, it's a living core movie. <laughs> it's I mean, it's the a guy living with, core. Like, the wine, just like. He has a glass of wine that he just overfills. He's like, well, I guess this too. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. Um, I Yeah, I remember when... I didn't see this at TIFF. I only saw this recently. But I remember when Jesse saw it at TIFF. I believe it was that day we had all just seen Waves uh, together, yes, I believe. The right? Uh, which is a, a somewhat exhausting movie. 
mm-hmm. and uh, th- throughout TIFF, there was like a running thing of like who was like falling asleep in what movie or whatever. And so immediately <laughs> after that, Emilio and I went and saw Parasite, uh, and mm. Jesse went to see About Endlessness. And oh, I remember, yeah, I remember Jesse coming out of the theater of, from About Endlessness. And I was like, hey, did you, did you like, did you stay awake through the whole thing? And Jesse just like excitingly being like, I could never fall asleep during a Roy Anderson movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my uh, primary association and with like. I, I, I fell asleep for like 90 minutes of Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They need to have little, they need to build like little nap pods in the Scotiabank Theater uh, so that you can just get like 20 minutes in between your movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Back to back movies are a lot sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was back to back to back. Yeah. When you're at a festival, it's like if you're not seeing at least three, probably four, you're not getting your money's worth. So. It gets rough a little bit, but if you want to fall asleep you know. to the first hour of A Hidden Life and then the middle hour of Parasite <laughs> on the same day, the Toronto <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, the Burden, I I do uh, I I like that movie a lot. Uh, that is like I didn't really think about it um, as a you know comparison, but I do see it because that one is also just like I think uh, very <laughs> sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also, like, I th- I say I love The Burden. It's my favorite. I also don't like all of it. Like, I like, yeah. I think the monkeys who are answering calls are off off game. Um, okay, interesting. <laughs> but, the, but the, I mean, the Fish Hotel is, like, the most the perfect one minute. And I really like that dog that works in the store. I just like those yeah. two. Um, That's a good one. I feel like, like somebody should give that woman, that woman money to make a feature. It would be... Yeah. Everyone would love it. It would be so good. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's really gorgeous. Like the the stop motion is incredible, and like the way uh, when they like you know pan out to like Earth or whatever, it's like really really good. Yeah, the weird little like plant, like just neighborhood that's floating in space yeah. that has like four businesses, and it's just also like uh, having been to like Eastern Europe and like uh, parts of Scandinavia, but like it really does look like at night, like you know, like what those yeah. places when they're super super cold and weird and there's just yeah it's great the the fish in the like the complimentary white robe it's a good it's like a good vibe <laughs> who has bad skin and that's why he's alone yes, yes. <laughs> even though he looks just like all the other fish in the hotel guys it's it's on criterion i just if you're yeah, listening yeah. You just click it you won't regret it i saw it in the animation show uh, show of shows that's how i discovered uh, it okay which yeah, was yeah. really it's really well curated if yeah, it's like 17 minutes too, and like the music is great. It's really, really good. Yeah, cool. weird kind of electronic music and yeah. vocoder effects and stuff. The vocoder, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Do we want to shift towards Malmkrog a little bit? Uh, and you know, we can come we can back circle back if one. we need to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I will say, Eva, it is interesting that uh, Roy Anderson is the one of these two people who you came away being like, oh, I hate this guy, because I like Christy Puyu's movies, Uh uh, but, like, he has... I don't know how... what exactly the timeline... I think the point at which most people found out that he was, like, 
kind of a conservative asshat is when he uh, compared uh, having to wear masks in a movie theater to <laughs> fascism and then got kicked off of the Venice jury. Uh, oh, see, I didn't look into summer. him at all. Yeah, he's. Yeah. But this is a, seems like a bit of a. I will say this is a Ben Shapiro ass movie. Like, <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Everyone wants to like, be debated in if, this movie. Yes. If yeah. this guy can win <laughs> this debate, movie. if this guy yeah. wins this debate against this apparently single Christian woman, like I mean, the movie, then it's gonna be great for him. And yeah. everyone's like just hoping he wins it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I actually, I liked it a lot more. I actually really, I had a fun time watching Malm Krog. I, I just, I like, do. It is, it is a weirdly, like, it's watchable. Fun it's, yeah. movie yeah, to watch for a yeah. movie that's just three hours and 20 minutes of people debating mostly philosophy and, you know, sociology and whatever. Uh, well, it doesn't yeah, fake, like, it doesn't lie about what it is. Like, it lets you know right mm-hmm. at the beginning, like, you, this yeah. is going to happen every... 30 minutes will be like a they have to they'll have to move <laughs> to a new room right. and then you're gonna have to yeah. watch another fucking debate with these po- yeah. a polemic f- between these people that just represent ideas but it right. i don't know it's it's shot really well the acting's like fucking fantastic yeah. i was like yeah. sure lay it on yeah me. that that is what i find most compelling about puyu is it is like the the camera movement and the blocking is just like so specific that even if you don't care at all about what these people are saying it's just like compelling to watch the way that they're moving around in space and the way the camera's moving uh and yeah that is that's what kind of you know i think you know there's I think there's a lot more to grab onto in his last movie, Sierra Nevada, especially if you're not, like, very versed in what the philosophical climate was like at the turn of the uh, 19th to 20th century, because Sierra Nevada is set in the present and is just like, this is a family getting together at the uh, year anniversary of... uh, uh, the patriarch of the family passing away. So that's like, even though I think it's very specifically Romanian, you know, it's family stuff. So it's much easier to be like, oh yeah, I get what's going on here. These, it's like, you don't necessarily identify with anyone on a character level. It's just like, they're saying things that are kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, it's interesting how, like, also, like, how the movie almost has the, I said Ben Shapiro, but it's really, like, it it, it really becomes, by the end, it's like a Christopher Hitchens movie. Yeah, that's very like, funny. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, watch this atheist absolutely destroy a Christian. And the point yeah. at which he, he's like, go get the Bible. Yeah, and I mean, he starts reading from the Bible, and everyone's just like, oh, and they're so excited that this is happening, when in reality, this happening at a dinner would be just the worst thing that's ever happened. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, somebody's like, and I'm going to start reading from the Bible to prove right, to you. This is, yeah, this is maybe a, a theme of the Romanian New Wave, is there's another movie we've talked about, uh, Police Adjective, where, like, the big climax is, like, uh, 
it's a, a detective in Romania, and his boss calls him into his office, and, like, he uses a word that the boss doesn't agree with how he's <laughs> using it, and he, the boss just makes him read from the dictionary for, like, ten minutes, yeah. and it's just yeah. like, are you sure that, I don't remember what the word is, but he's like, yeah. are you sure that you were using that the correct way, well, and that's, like, like, the most compelling thing in the movie. He's got, like, the sentence written out on the chalkboard, like, right. split up. And he's like, this is what you said, bro. Like, is this right. what you said? <laughs> just, like, read from the dictionary to me for, like, yeah, yeah ten minutes. I mean, they didn't have, so, like, uh, did they just not have entertainment for, I mean, yeah. for I mean, 100 yeah. years? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I guess it's just, like, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. It's, like, uh, such a forced level of, like, intellectualism. Right, it's like set the most like show offy version of that. Uh, I yeah, I guess it's just like, I mean yeah, if if you can't like get your aggression or whatever out any other way, like I guess it's just gonna be like yeah, I'm gonna totally destroy you by not allowing you like any victories in an argument or like not conceding any point at all, and I'm just <laughs> never ever ever gonna back down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's there's um I saw someone on Letterbox uh talk about uh the hateful eight that, that that this like reminded them of that of just like these people stuck in a house like with these ideas like just going back and forth and like i see that um but the stuff that i kept thinking about it's funny you mentioned uh you know like atheist owns or whatever <laughs> like uh there's the like video that these comedians uh jeremy levick and rajat suresh made that's like <laughs> Uh, professor owns like right. student oh. trying to call. Oh, him I love those like, guys. Those guys are special. so guess, yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, it's like uh, about like the the cadence of like conservative professor like owning someone, but about like a book about a special mouse, and it's just the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. I kept thinking about that. And then there's also this movie, uh, a John Frankenheimer movie called Grand Prix. That's like this mm. huge three hour movie about uh, like Formula One drivers, and the way that movie's structured is like it's a race and then like the plot of the movie of like the relationship drama of like the racer who gets in an accident and then his like spouse starts cheating on him uh and the like the race scenes are the most enthralling thing you'll ever see it's just like full tilt the entire time you're just like on the edge of your seat and then like a 30 minute section of people talking will happen it's like okay i can catch my breath now and this is like similar to where it's like the the chapter breaks are like Ooh, okay, like, the debate's over, but, like, a lot of people I've seen talk about this, and I feel it, like, you watch a movie, it's, like, three hours and 20 minutes long, but when it's, like, the first sort of chapter of everyone talking, uh, and they're, like, reading the letter, like, I had to, like, pause for some reason, I was like, I'm 40 minutes in already, this is a breeze. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, it goes, mm-hmm. and, like, like you were saying, uh, the acting is, like, really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that woman in particular th- is fantastic, who plays the older countess. Or, oh, yes, yeah, she's yeah. So, mm-hmm. She's just so mm-hmm. good. Like, she's yeah. really compelling. And yeah. the main guy, too, it's, I, I was looking him up. He seems like he's, like, a like a, like a TV presenter, or he's, like, a TV actor. Okay. I, just, a lot of people really seem, he seems pretty famous. Um, yeah. And he's just, he's great. He's just, like, really mm-hmm. fun to watch. Everyone's really good. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned Jesse not, like, relating to any of the characters that they're just sort of these, like, representations of ideas. There is the guy who's, like, the clown whose name's <laughs> Edward. Uh, and I was, like, there's a point, it's when they're at the dinner table, like, before, like, the big scene where they get shot. Um, 
and uh, he's <laughs> like talking talk. about something, and so the the woman with like the curlier hair like cuts him off, and she's like, "We all know what you're gonna say. Like you're gonna just say this again." He's like, "No, let me finish." And I was like, "Damn it, I'm this guy. <laughs> I relate to this schmuck." Yeah, it's uh, funny yeah. how when he gets his turn, he's just so yeah. dumb and like yes, he's exactly just like, right. "I like yes. nice things." I love yeah. my nice things. And everyone's like, okay, well, are you done? Like, is that yeah, you're just exactly talking about? Right. So just like, is this the end of it? Are you like, finally stop talking? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, interesting, interesting. Oh, it's like when he's going off about how uh, it's it's the, by far the most racist uh, chapter when he's talking yeah. about oh, God, how they're yeah. European. And he's like, oh, oh. yes, yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, buddy. And he's like, I just wanted to let you all know this, this uh, yeah. racist idea I have. Um. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean there are kind of things that happen sometimes. Like uh, there's like a guy who's dying in the other room. Right. You like see stuff going on with the servants at some point. But like the main thing that happens is that uh, I looked at it. It's almost exactly two hours into the movie. They just a bunch. Who knows comes in and just shoots right. all of them. You hear, yeah, you die. hear like a bunch of noise. Everyone yeah. gets up and it's like, what's going on? And then they're all just shot dead. And then yeah. it, I guess, except it, for Olga, who has left and they don't yeah. know where she is. Yeah. So is that the end? Is that how it ends? No, it's not. There's like just two, right? Just like another yeah, hour it, like, and a half. It cuts to like an it. exterior shot and you yeah. see some stuff in the distance yeah. and it's like, are they doing, are they like laying them in the ground? Like what's going, are they being buried? What's happening here? And then it just like cuts to the next person's name and is like, they're back at a dinner party having the same argument again. See, right. I, I, the, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my interpretation was that that yeah. crazy guy upstairs had gotten, came down and shot at them and they didn't die, but they hit the, they hit the dirt. And we're sure. And so yeah. that's why later on the count is like, don't uh he's like giving instructions on how to deal with the senile old man, like and it's a little bit like right. that can't happen right. again. Um mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's so that's what was my I interpretation like... that he just got loose and he was like some crazy old I was in the war, bang, 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 man. Right. But I feel like a few of them you see like several shots go through their body and they crumple to the ground. Yeah. I love yeah. that the servants were just running away from whatever it was and not issuing any sort of warning to yes. the people of the house. I not mean, to, they were just yeah, like, yeah, you like get why certainly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just um, they total self preservation. Like it's sorry yeah. guys. Yeah, and I right. mean also like these five people could probably just die in this house and it would be fine. Oh yeah, right. for sure. Certainly, <laughs> really yeah. Fun. You get no sense that anyone who is a main character is like contributing to society in a useful yeah, way. Right. Like, but um, but it's like I have to, I have to. I'm not ready to die yet. I haven't owned the Christian completely. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, he, he he owns yeah. her, and then he can he can the light appears, and he can step into yeah. it. Right. The um, there is like the scene where. Uh, I think it is like the section where it's focusing on one of the like like the head of like the servants. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like ringing the bell for them, and they're like not coming. He's like, okay, like what's the deal here? And they're like all freaking out. It's like it's right. been one second, and it just yes. like shows how mm-hmm. like you know helpless these guys are. But that also uh, the scene where he like there's the guy who like makes the tea wrong mm-hmm. and he's like taste it he's like smell it it's bad it's like drink all of it and he's yeah. just like beating him and he's like 
go make it again, make it right. Yeah. It's just so. I love that. I thought that right. was a fantastic yeah. like break from it. Just like you know, yes. all these people get to just debate their comfortable philosophical ideas, and meanwhile, this guy's getting beat to shit for something about yeah. the tea. Um, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, the line is, I think he just keeps saying, is it supposed to be like this? He doesn't even yeah, say it's, it's like, very... it's too, it's bad. It's weak. There's something in it. It's just like, right. It's not supposed to, it's yeah. just yeah. not right in a vague yeah, way. And he, he says, yeah, he says something like this happened last week. It <laughs> right, happened yes. this week. <laughs> it happened today. <laughs> that better be it. And then yeah. he hits yeah. him. Yeah. It is just it... like. Jesus. I mean, yeah, I guess that sort of is, like, the underlying thing for, like, every one. It's just, like, always looking for, like, the weakness in the people around you, right? Like, everyone's always constantly looking to every other character to see, like, where is the crack that I can, like, get in to prove my superiority over over you is, like, I guess the underlying sort of, like, ethos of every character in this movie. Yeah, even the Christian girl, Olga, is pretentious Mm -hmm. and controlling and, like, sanctimonious. Mm -hmm. Like, she can't just... She has no chill either. Like, she just... (laughs) It's only the the middle-aged woman, I felt like, who didn't seem to really have a... She just was, like, almost like the debate captain. Like, just kind of yes, nudging yeah. people towards each other and getting really excited right. when she thought something... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, like she really thought it seemed like whatever was decided in this in this argument was then going to be the law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's the stake she was holding. She was like... Oh, yeah, like she, exactly. She's yeah. so excited when he whips out that Bible. She's like, I can't it's believe such, it. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like she is... She is who the director is hoping will be the audience surrogate of you being like, ooh, ooh, what are they going to do next? I'm trying to find Uh, this. So, guys, a couple years ago, I went to Russia. Um, I was with my friend, um, the critic Amy Nicholson was judging the Moscow Film Festival, and I went as her, uh, like, Mm. her number two, basically, Um, which is a really weird, as freaky as you can imagine, the Moscow Film Festival. (laughs) Like, you have no idea. (laughs) Um, really, really crazy opening ceremony. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. But, um, you know, on, on, when you're on, uh, Aeroflot, there's like only one airline you can really take. And they have, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of like just Russian movies that you can watch on the plane that otherwise Mm -hmm. are like not available here. And Amy, Amy watched the, um, their version of the X-Men. (laughs) <laughs> which was really because okay. one guy transformed into a bear <laughs> like just a ba- like a oh, cgi yeah. bear uh and another guy was just like i think he could i think he turned into wood it was a very strange movie but i ended up watching this really interesting movie i'm trying to find it um but it was basically this movie that took place it was from the 60s it took place in a like small communist party office on like just out in the country somewhere and it was just basically like a 12 angry men where like these six party officials and like one of them is a woman like just debate some problem that they're Mm -hmm. having and it was like so well made it was like so well acted it was really it was it reminded me of this movie of like it was basically Mm -hmm. just like oh we have this problem with the farmers this farmer's mad about this thing now we're just gonna argue this until the movie's over and it was and it had these like kind of soaring emotional moves and like and it was just and they're like a lot like this movie there was um 
character was a kind of a handsome guy who was driving everything and kept like throwing wrenches into the works. Um, but it was a thing where I was like, okay, so this is also like an Eastern European form. Like it's not, it's not unheard mm-hmm, of yeah. to have a movie that's basically just like debate the movie. Right. Um, right. And it reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. But if I, if I do, I'll, I'll, I'll text you guys. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Maybe this is the time for uh, Andy. I know you have cast the uh, well, the English language remake. I have Nome some Pro. thoughts. I don't know if I have fully <laughs> cast it. Oh, I love it, this. But okay. I had some thoughts of like people who might be I might want to include in the mix of like consideration. Okay. The main one that I thought of was uh, Michael Sheen. I think feel like would like really nail oh, sure. like one of the yeah. guys. Like I feel like he could do either he, of them. Like yeah, but especially the yeah. I guess he could do either of them depending on kind of what mode he's in. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one I had was Michael Stuhlbarg might be good. Uh, yeah, for, for sure. yeah, just trying to think of like who are like most like yeah like like people who like can grow like a big crazy beard yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i mm-hmm. mean my my two uh yeah. edward people was like i keep going back and forth on whether he looks like john glazer or he looks like h john benjamin and i feel like <laughs> either of them would be great yeah Just for like... sure um i thought of um olivia coleman yeah uh, she kind of looks yeah, like because she the, looks like her mostly yeah right and then for the the young the young christian i was was that one was the hardest one? I was like, maybe Amanda Seyfried might be good, but that might just be because she's like in the air right now. But yeah, uh, you got Oscars on the yeah <laughs> those were the the names that I came up with initially. I don't know if anyone else has any other thoughts or uh, I thought of maybe Laura Dern for oh, oh yeah oh yeah I see that Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson I I yeah. go I <laughs> cast Jordan as Edward yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, she, uh, the woman who played Olga had such a fantastic uh, scar on her mouth. I could not stop yes, staring yeah. at it. It was mm-hmm. perfect. She's she was really cool. I loved her kind of mm-hmm. I don't know kind of like yeah, yeah. manipulative, fragile. I don't understand. I loved it. It's yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know who like the English language person who you would cast because I was thinking like oh she's got kind of like a Adele Hanel vibe maybe but. Mm-hmm. see that sort of it is yeah it is really funny how like as the first sort of like arguments heating up you're like oh well like it's like she's like more right like about like when they're like you know discussing atrocities and then it just like pivots and like like you're saying she's got um the one woman who's like always playing devil's advocate for like whoever's like mm-hmm. going like on the on the weaker side is really funny she's just bored i feel like this woman is so bored yeah. that yes. she's like this if this right. argument doesn't go for three and a half hours, I'm going to have to go back to whatever my life is. I need to stay here all day. And that means they have to keep fighting. And no one can win. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do I, like uh, when it when they're in the argument. I think it's like the second one. Uh, and then they just like hear the music, uh, the music outside. And they're like, oh, we should go like listen to that. <laughs> and then they just like walk out. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're so starved for entertainment that, like, yeah, anything yeah. that happens at any point, they're like, well, we gotta, oh, what's that? <laughs> they're just on some, his weird dot, is it, like, the Dasha or whatever, is that how you say it? Uh, his, like, country house, that's, like... Oh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Where you just hang out, except well, I mean, in the snow. Yeah, that's what we were talking, yeah. like, there's an English title, we don't know if it is what, like, 
Malmcrog translates to that they call it Manor House on IMDb. Mm, right, which like at one point I had heard that he maybe had two movies in the works and one of them was Malmcrog and one of them was Manor House. Uh, it would make sense that this movie would be called Manor House, but it's unclear that that's like a official English language title. Malmcrog, from what I could tell, the only language in which it translates to anything is uh, Danish, and it means oar hook, and I have no idea what an oar hook is. I could not find anything about that. It seems like it's the, the, the round thing that goes on the side of the boat that the... No, because it's oar oh. spelled O-R-E. So it's like a like hook metal. for minerals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so it's something to do with mining? I just assumed yeah, it was the name of the house or some shit. Maybe. Yeah. That would I mean, it's a great name. Everyone yeah. can't stop saying Malincro. Yeah, it's, it's so fun to say. Mm-hmm. Lots of, yeah, the fun consonants in fun places. Like, it's like a guaranteed a good yeah. time. If, if you're uh, saying Malmkrog, you're, having, you're saying it with a smile on your face. Did some light like, Googling, and apparently Malmkrog is the Transylvanian village where the oh, film takes place. Oh, fucking okay, Transylvania. Transylvania. I forgot, too. They're, they're actually yes. in Transylvania, which makes it... I loved that. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yes. It was interesting. I mean... I don't know. Like, Russia and... Like Eastern Europe, they they do like they put so much money into right. the arts or in arts education there, and that's why you yeah. know you see a play mm-hmm. in Moscow, it's incredible. Like it's a and then there's you know people train their whole lives mm-hmm. to be actors, mm-hmm. and you know it's paid for by the state. Like they almost right. like the way like England does too, but they just like have generations of artists. Yeah, right. right. I mean, yeah, you th- like yeah. Like are like so many like acting traditions like Stanislavski like like and Chekhov like all like so many things that like have influenced Western uh, Western art so much like yeah all originate there too it's yeah I mean yeah it's it it the experience of watching this movie I, I was like you know it's it's one you sort of gear up for and I did indeed find it like like everyone's saying like very watchable and like. I felt like I maybe understood what anyone's point was, like, maybe 30% of the time. Like, I was, I did not feel like I was, like, like, I could not explain any person's position necessarily to you or anything from this movie. And also, it is so dense and wordy and stuff that I'm not sure I fully got the full picture of everything. Just because I was constantly, like, reading the subtitles that I didn't always Mm -hmm. get to appreciate all the acting and stuff. But I do, like... It's very, it was a very compelling watch, and I, like, did not, like, I was not, like, oh, my God, how much time is left in this thing, like, at any point mm -hmm. during the movie. Like, I I felt like it, maybe it may, it might even just, like, be as simple as, like, the chapter titles and stuff, like, really, like, breaks Mm -hmm. it up in a way that makes it feel manageable. And, like, you get a sense of, like, oh, there's this many characters, like, we've gone through this many already, each section's, like, 40 minutes or whatever. It's, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, like, watching, like, a, a nice little, like, suite of, uh... Of, of character studies uh, that are that are a pretty manageable length. Well, you also got to move through the house and see different parts mm-hmm. of the house. Mm-hmm. You get to you got to have like lovely little bits of business, like the way they were served. Yeah, the all the serving like, stuff mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah, oh, all and the food looks so amazing, and it was just like this is great. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, the sometimes the shooting style would evolve depending on what part of the house they were in. There was mm-hmm. one part where. Uh, you know, the camera was behind Edward's head for a huge monologue of his. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, what you were saying about 
it was hard. You weren't always following the argument because of there's like a lot of historical context also. Yeah. But sometimes I would be like, oh, now I understand what he's saying. And A, either be like, A, like, oof. Oh, boy. Right. Yes. It's like, <laughs> oh, you, right. When he gets oh, really a... racist, it's like, wow, that it's got really... really racist really fast. Like, really <laughs> Or sometimes they would just be like, from what I know, this is like the equivalent of like, Billy Zane in Titanic, like saying like something Picasso, like being like, sure, there will never be a Russian Revolution. Like that. Like, right. It is. It is really funny. Yeah. Just like, a war? Are you kidding me? No, yes. it's only gonna get better from here on yeah. out, and we're gonna get richer, and it's gonna be great. Yes. Or it's like, oh, Europe will never be able, especially like the the long arguments about how like the buffoon the businessman who keeps talking about how Europe will never go to war with itself. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, okay. Yeah. But when you realize that that's what's happening, it's like, oh, this is fun. It's just watching somebody just be completely wrong uh, yes. about what's mm-hmm. about to happen in like a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also like what sometimes when I catch that, I would be having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I do find it interesting the way that like Chrissy Puyu, and maybe this has to do with his political ass hattery, but he kind of like very quickly like his second movie was like this huge sensation and it's like uh like the breakout of the new romanian cinema and like kind of one of the big movies of the 2000s and then he like very quickly fell out of fashion like especially in the the united states what is it the death of mr lazarescu i just watched the trailer it looked really that was Mm -hmm. like oh this looks hilarious like it looks truly funny Mm -hmm. um and like, like yeah, that had, was like, yeah. that was like kind of a big deal. And you can, it's on Netflix, I think, uh, or has been at various points. But then like, he's made three movies since then. None of them have gotten American distribution. Uh, one of the, the the middle one of those three, Sierra Nevada, is in can competition, but then like, got totally forgotten. And then Malmkrog wasn't even in for like someone who's kind of considered like one of the big european auteurs wasn't even in one of the uh big like competitions at berlin or uh Cannes or venice they put it in a new section at berlin that was kind of for like more it uh, is supposed to be for like more adventurous films which is like I guess, but, like, we're all just, like, we watched this movie and basically enjoyed it, like... Yeah. It is just, like, his last two especially, it's... I guess Malmkrog, it's nice that it came out on movie, because, like, Sierra Nevada, you can't see anywhere. It's, like, you have to buy a Romanian DVD that, like, comes in a book. Uh, (laughs) It's bizarre. Wait, did you guys read any of the reviews? Because I went and read... Oh, it's a few. It's they're mostly negative is the impression that I got. This poll quote from this is the poll quote on the front of the Rotten Tomatoes page from (laughs) A.O. Scott at the New York Times. Imagine a checkoff play without drama, an Oscar Wilde farce without humor, a Visconti film without desire, or a very long party at the home of a distant acquaintance, and you will have some idea of Malmkrog. (laughs) Yeah. I mean look. It is like it is, you know, you're saying they put it in this like sort of tossed off or not. Tossed off, but just like 
out there section uh, or uh, you know group at Berlin. To be fair uh, to what they were doing at Berlin, it was the first year of that new yeah. section, and they did make it the opening film of that section. So I think it was kind of less like we're downgrading this filmmaker and more like we want to spotlight how exciting this new section. Yeah, we exactly. Have is. But it is, it's yeah. funny, like, in description, you're like, yeah, it's this three-hour and 20-minute-long Romanian movie. It's, like, all about debates. It's just like, yeah, that's, like, a tough ask. But, like, when you're in it, it like everyone's saying, it's just, like, you know, enthralling. It's, like, mm-hmm. a, a true, like, testament to, like, the sort of, um, I mean, to the acting and to the uh, the staging. Like, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a great shot when they're all, like, looking out the windows, and it's, like, two people are, like, in the, like, next to the windows and like two more people are back and like another uh another guy's back and it's just like really really good uh blocking like mm-hmm. just looks great yeah i wish i wish i'd seen it in a theater honestly i yeah. i felt like i, I kind of got ripped yeah, off I mean, by watching it on a monitor I, yeah i i don't think it has just because of when it came out i just don't think it has yeah. played in theaters in the united states at all uh i, I mean, yeah but I'm movie. trying to remember, because New York Film Festival showed it, and a lot of their movies they had a drive-in screening of, but I think this I one they might imagine. have been no. like, that's not going to so, work. Yeah. to read the subtitles <laughs> yeah. would be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. But yeah. Now I'm now I'm imagining seeing Malmkrog at the drive-in where I saw Tenet, where uh, half of the subtitles were just cut off by a big metal box. I will say I don't even though I enjoyed it and I'm enjoying talking with you about it I can't mm-hmm. think of a single person I would recommend Malmkrog to in my yeah. in my personal life who wouldn't That's be right. like why did you do that like yeah like, yeah yeah like, oh, yeah. like I don't roll is, with yeah. like su- I mean I I roll with some critics but not a ton of like super I have one friend right. who does watch like a lot of really challenging film but other than that mm-hmm. it's a yeah. it's a tough ask like you said, it's yeah. a right. three and a half like, hour yeah. polemic, right. a subtitled polemic. Re- yeah. Yeah. Recommended to the philosophy PhD student uh, friend in your life or whatever. Like yeah. there's like not, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Doesn't feel like there's like a ton of, yeah, a, a ton of a wide audience mm-hmm. for this one, certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like there's maybe... plenty of movies that don't have a wide audience that like get more play than this yeah. does, yeah. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Give someone a movie subscription and tell them to watch Malmkrog. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. give you this, but you need to watch yeah, right. Malmkrog right well, now yeah. and then text. Because movie, yeah, movie does that thing where like as soon as you finish a movie, it emails you and is like, "Did you enjoy this? Like, recommend it to your friends and give them a like three weeks of movie for free yeah. or whatever." Uh, and I was like, "Well, I'm not sure like Malmkrog's <laughs> the one to do that with." But, yeah, right, it's not the way in to be like, "Hey, you want to get into some kind of freaky <laughs> art film? Here's where you got to start." <laughs> Yeah, Malmkrog. right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, you like movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking uh, this would be a really cool, um, like, a play. Like, I would watch this yeah, on stage sure. yeah. as well. I think mm-hmm. it could be really almost more, almost not more effective, because I, I think the way this was shot really mm-hmm. smoothed it over. But, I mean, I can see this being, like, a sort of, God of Carnage style, right? You know, I mean, yeah, I totally like the model for like this as a play. I feel like that like has a successful run or whatever. Like that, like some mm-hmm. nonprofit off Broadway or whatever, like puts it up and like it, like they advertise it or whatever, and it's like 
one of those plays that's like so long that you get a dinner break in it or whatever that like occasionally becomes yeah. a sensation like yeah there's definitely a model for that i feel like that yeah, i could I see mean, it it's not into. entirely unlike uh which i've read but not seen the most recent annie baker play the antipodes which is just people sitting around a table pitching for who knows yeah. what uh, I've re- I read it and it it definitely mm-hmm. is. I mean it it has a breakdown eventually, but most yeah. of her plays are just like a long sure. discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, I saw when I was in Moscow, they had like a Sleep No More ripoff that I went to. Sure. That's that was in a manor house, like uh, like a Victorian house in the middle of, and it was like, multi. It was it, it was there. It was Ibsen's Ghosts instead of sure. Macbeth, but basically. You would walk like between rooms of people having this argument, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you could mm-hmm. leave when you wanted and take a break and go watch some people like murder each other or whatever. And I think that yeah. also could be a fun version of stage Malmcrog. Yeah, you yeah. Go down to the you get to be the person that hands the Bible to him. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, go get the Bible, and you're like, oh, boy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd certainly, like, and, like, you go upstairs, and you, like, figure out what's up with the sick guy. Like, get more, get more yeah. than just a taste yeah. of him. <laughs> or, like, you go around, and you, like, figure out, like, what the letters everyone has been writing are all about. Like, right. that's the, always you the thing. You follow whoever has shows. the gun. You get to come in and right. shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had to dress. Uh, there was a count in the one I, when I went there, and I had to dress him. Like, I had to... <laughs> And I had to be, be the servant and, like, put his jacket on and stuff. Yeah. And it was wow. it was uh, very intense. You could be one of the servants. Mm-hmm. You get yelled at for making the tea wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also, you know, it joins the ranks of, like, Die Hard. It's, like, technically a Christmas movie. And everyone's going to be watching it every year. <laughs> yeah, I think it's my favorite Christmas movie, though. Probably. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, better, yeah, better than it about endlessness, right? As, as far as I Christmas movies go. Right. <laughs> oh, no, they both are. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have two we favorite. Just <laughs> right, yeah. We, maybe we won't put this out until December. <laughs> yeah. Make my and, uh, stepkid sit down with me every Christmas and watch Malm Crock. <laughs> yes. The Christmas I mean, it's yeah. a great. Probably would be a great way to get a kid to fall asleep on Christmas it. Eve, like if they were like sure. trying to See, stay up for Santa. Nobody knew about Malm Krog. It hadn't shown in many festivals, and then it fell into public domain. Yeah. And they started showing it every yeah. year, and it became everyone started loving it. And now we—that's why we all watch Malm Krog at Christmas now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I didn't know you'd been to the Moscow Film Festival, which I don't know much about, but like we are a, a film festival podcast. Yeah. Do you have any other stories about that? Um, uh, well, one thing that was really interesting was like opening night film at the Moscow Film Festival was, um, oh, crap. It was the Sofia Coppola remake of the movie oh, where the... the Beguiled. The, the Beguiled. Mm. And... Um, I feel like that movie just came and went and no one really liked it. Yeah. But I saw it with the Russian crowd and they were howling. They <laughs> they reacted to it like it was just a comedy. And I thought like it, in context, it was like super funny and I loved yeah. it. I, I left going, like, I love this movie. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, I would, I guess that didn't, that didn't happen. Yeah. It um, is the one of her movies that like most came and went. Yeah, um, the move, the movies were really, like, uh, oh yeah, one of the movies that was in competition that year was called the Th- A Thawed Carp, 
which I thought was just a very unpleasant name for a for a movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, everything was like at a multiplex in the middle of uh, like downtown Moscow mm-hmm. uh, by the Golden Ring, which is where a lot of the hotels are. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, I, I only saw like two two or three movies because mm-hmm. when my friend is uh, is judging, she has to like watch movies all day, and I usually right. pick mm-hmm. like a couple and just yeah. pop in because mm-hmm. I have a pass, but. Um, yeah. I always have, I have weird uh, other things like I want to go to the sleep no more ripoff and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I need but to go a... dress a man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I gotta go dress this guy. Um, but yeah, it was like there was a guy like basic the opening. They had like the Russian equivalent of Pitbull do the opening number for. Oh, it was so good! Like the the performances at the like at the at the opening ceremony were really really Russian. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also <laughs> went to um, the uh, Jerusalem Film Festival with her, which is, uh-huh. they have a gorgeous, uh, like, art film center mm-hmm. in the middle of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. of, of, like, right by the old uh, old city. And it was one of the earlier, I think it was one of the first years they'd done it. It was really cool. That That's mm-hmm. a great film festival. Um, cool. So those two were really fun. And then when I was a kid, I, and I grew up in Seattle, and I used to go to Seattle Film Festival mm-hmm. by myself, and yeah. that's a great. Mm-hmm. That was great. I had a, uh, I got to see a lot of really cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just um, like the year I was a senior, I went and saw The Opposite of Sex, and like that was like the yeah. late '90s sort of, mm-hmm. the yeah. that era of indie film. So there was really yeah. fun stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. that's generally my film festival. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of patience now for back-to-back movies so yeah i don't think i would enjoy like a long Probably. just a, having a pass yeah. and really doing it i mm-hmm. have to i have to yeah. be a little more curated when mm-hmm. i'm watching all the yeah. films that's me all right well uh i don't know does anyone have anything else to say about either of these movies <laughs> no all right. If we're if we're tapped out, then uh, thank you so much, Eva, for yes. coming yes. on. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you want to plug? Um, what is this airing? When you uh, drop in Friday, this? actually. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I uh, I designed an alternate reality game that uh, ran online last year. It's called Arcana, um, and I'm doing a panel on Twitch for Indicade on May fifth. And so cool. if you check out Indicate's Twitch, um, we're going to talk through some of the problem solving and how we made uh, how we made alternate reality on mm-hmm. Instagram during quarantine. And check it out if you it's free. That's it. Cool. Sounds very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, the website is a A R C A N A Arcana dash game dot com. If you want to check out the walkthrough, uh, you can oh, check cool. out the game there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It. You can follow us on Letterboxd at CIKIPod. Uh, you can follow me on either of those platforms at JP Glick Weber. Weber has two B's. Uh, Andy. Yep, I'm Andy. You can find me online at Andy T. Germ, A N D Y T G E R M, uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, etc., etc. Uh, if you like what we're doing and you want to support the show, we have a coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash canni, C-A-N-N-E-S-I, uh, can like the festival. Uh, any support there, always very much appreciated. 
the uh, Jesse will go to Can uh, Challenge still in effect. No updates there. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we haven't hit $500 since last week. We have not, no. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, uh, personally, uh, I'm going to plug the Oscars because I love the Oscars and I had a fun time watching them and I know many of my co-hosts disagree, but I, uh, I love them and so that's what I'm going to say. Uh, Cullen. Oh, if we're uh, going to plug the Oscars, I'll plug uh, Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Clatchley on everything, C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. And uh, I got to plug the uh, Twitter user, uh, I think it's It's Ben Gordon is his name. He made a Malmkrog song. Uh, yeah, It's oh, Ben yeah. Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N. Uh, and it's great. I, I kept singing it throughout <laughs> the entire movie. It's just him, like, pointing at his television with the movie page, and he's like, it's 200 minutes, and it's NHD, it's a talking mom crowd, it's just great. Yeah, everyone go watch that. Mm-hmm. Emilio. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at I'm Laugh Alone, and you can follow me on Letterboxd at I Laugh Alone. Our theme song is by Tree Related. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash treerelated, or search Tree Related on Spotify. This week, I'm going to plug the poster for Thawed Carp, which turns out to be one of the funnier posters I've ever seen in my life. Maybe we'll have tweeted that out sans context earlier this week. Yeah, thought, <laughs> yeah. Official selection, Moscow Film Festival. Okay. All right. Well, with that, I will go ahead and release our audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.